Here is uh, Globe and Mail parliamentary reporter Marika Walsh, who's been covering this entire inquiry to give us a bit of perspective on yesterday and what's going to happen this morning. Marika, good morning. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me. Let's talk first about the finance minister and deputy prime minister who was testifying yesterday. And again, this stuff is all really carefully crafted by message people and by lawyers. Mm -hmm. But it seemed that her argument was that there was a vital threat to Canada's economy. And that rises to the threshold of invoking the Emergencies Act. So, you know, it's not that you necessarily have somebody who's trying to kill the prime minister. It could just be somebody's trying to kill the economy. Right, which is not what the law says, although the law also doesn't say, to be fair, that it has to be somebody trying to kill the prime minister. But importantly, the law that the Emergencies Act rests on for its threshold for when a government can invoke it does not mention economic threats to the security of Canada. And why that's so important is because the Emergencies Act is so powerful and gives government so much control because for a limited amount of time, it can bypass Parliament. Of course, there is, as we see, all of this transparency and oversight that comes after, but it doesn't negate the fact that for a few days, government can rule by executive order and the government is refusing to lift the veil, as the commission's own lawyer said, on the legal opinion that allowed it to interpret the act that way. And so that's why this is so important at the same time as we are getting these incredibly revealing and fascinating text messages and call readouts that we would otherwise absolutely never see from the government. Let's listen to a clip. This is Christia Freeland, Finance Minister, Deputy Prime Minister, yesterday. And I still think, and you can weigh in on this when we're done with the clip, that the most controversial aspect of the Emergencies Act is always going to be the freezing of bank accounts. I would have preferred not Mm -hmm. to have had to do this. But in my mind, I weigh that against what I really believe is the tens, hundreds of thousands of Canadian jobs and families that we protected. Okay, so she's coming back once again to being chief defender of the economy. Absolutely. And and she explained that they also really believe that that mechanism, as controversial as it was and still is, as you say, also served to shrink the footprint of protesters to send more people home, to put the pressure on them to go home without leading to interactions with police. And she says her fear was bloodshed and that this was a way for her to ensure that people left the protests without that. Of course, we've heard that there has been a massive impact on the convoy leaders, for example, of this of this freezing of the accounts that it affected ex-spouses, for example, and now affects their credit ratings. And so you can see that this freezing of bank accounts without a court order, without any due process, has had lasting impacts and is where you could see most clearly, I think, for the layperson with the Emergencies Act, where the act did affect civil rights in Canada. Okay, so today Justin Trudeau is going to be deposed. Uh, What are you expecting? Well, if his senior team from last night is any um, sort of prelude to it, they were incredibly uh, buttoned down and they had a solid poker face in the face of 
um, some of the questioning from other lawyers. And so my guess is that they've been trying to coach the prime minister along the same lines to um, keep cool under some of the more pointed questioning or some of the more odd questioning that we've seen at the inquiry this week. But the central question still will remain for him to explain that legal decision. So far, they're refusing to. And I think they feel they're on solid footing in just saying, look at how crazy it was. Look at the pressures we were getting from so many different corners of Canada, from bank CEOs, from um, you know, people living in the streets from their own experience living in Ottawa from the White House, that this was the really only thing they could do. And so I think from a public opinion perspective, they feel they are on solid footing. I think it's less clear to me what that means for the final outcome of the inquiry's report, though. Marika, thank you so much. Thanks, John. Take care.